0: Hello, my name is Tom Wise from Data Analytics 05, and the name of my capstone project is The Formula for a Hit. The Formula for a Hit.
1: Hey, be careful. I feel like you could sell that for something here in Nashville. That's, uh, <laughs> that's quite the, the product here, so we'll get to it in a minute. But what were you doing before Nashville's software school? How did you find out about
0: this? How did you make the change in your life? Okay, so yeah, for about the last 10 years, I've been in live music production. Um, specifically a uh, little audio work, but mainly lighting uh, for concerts and events. So when the pandemic hit, you know, that's, that career suddenly came to an end because uh, it totally requires uh, people gathering in groups, you know, to, to be successful. So begin to think about a change, and in the, in the interim time there, I took a job at Vanderbilt working in a laboratory for a friend of mine just doing, like, basic data entry and uh, inventory stuff. And they within the lab there, there were two full-time data analysts uh, using Jupyter Notebooks and Python to um, visualize uh, and present the lab's findings and kind of got interested in it and found my way to the NSS boot camp. Um, since that time, an uh, opportunity came up, and I'm back in live production for now, but... Uh, excited to you know get, try and pursue this in the future.
1: Yeah, that is. Yeah, we've heard of that the story often where maybe someone was either doing the musician lifestyle and kind of was wanting to change it up, or kind of was forced to do that. And I, uh, you know, I'm so sorry to hear about how it's impacted you. With what's impacted so many people, but I'm glad you're able to make some changes and go through this part-time six months data analytics boot camp and um
0: but yeah here you are you made it to the end congratulations it's no easy task to do this no it's it's quite a bit uh juggling all that with a full-time job and uh, i have a family as well Uh, i know my wife's excited for this the boot camp to be over, too. So. I
1: bet. I mean, it kind of is a whole family affair. And yeah. uh, congratulations to the whole family for helping you get here, too. So tell me about your project. Tell me about this, uh, hip, this instant
0: hit maker. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it's, it sounds so simple when you break it down <laughs> to, like that. Uh, like What makes a hit? So um, I found, I, I knew I wanted to do something involving music because not only is it, has it been my career, it's also my hobby. And uh, that may be my obsession a little bit. And so doing some research, I found that Spotify's uh, API is uh, really cool to work with. And there's a lot of documentation. And um, it's just like a good API for you know, beginners at my level to get in and play around with. And I started to see that uh, behind the scenes, they track what they call audio features. And it's all these different uh, metrics for every song on Spotify, such as your basic stuff, like the key it's in, the tempo. Cowbell. Yeah, yeah cowbell levels. <laughs> uh, and then like some cooler ones too, like, uh, like speechiness, how uh, the amount of, well, on a scale of 1 to 10, like the measure of spoken word versus singing. So like a rap song will have a very high speechiness score, for example. And so my project, um, what I did was I wanted to see if the Top selling songs of all time all shared similar uh, stats as far as those audio features go. Like, is there one key that all this, you know, a majority of the songs are in, or like a tempo range that they all fall within? And uh, at first, I was looking at just the RIAA, that's the Recording Industry Association of America. They're the ones that award uh, gold, platinum records. They have a diamond award and that's for songs that have sold over 10 million copies that's like physical copies digital downloads and then um, also streams are factored in there now Um, but not many songs have sold over 10 million so i kind of expanded the scope to include also uh, the billboard hot 100 charts and the spotify top tracks charts just to get a huge like sampling of some current hits and also some of the like all-time hits that have hit that 10 million plus right mark. and before i ask you some of the findings from that what are some of the tools and some of the strategies you, you use based on what you've been learning to pull all this information together so yeah um using python and uh jupyter notebooks and uh a lot of the great documentation that spotify provided um i was able to set up a function that you could um uh, Spotify provides what's called a URI code for every song or playlist uh, on their platform. Uh, so using Python, is able to write some code that would pull all the tracks from a playlist and then also all those audio features along with it. So it'd pull artist name, song name, and like tempo, key, length, um, all, all these different features. And so I was able to... A couple of those were already put in the playlist for me within Spotify's app. So that's as simple as dropping in uh, the playlist URI code into your coding and, you know, it starts spitting them out. And uh, with the RIAA stuff, it, you know, it wasn't in a handy dandy playlist. So that took a little legwork. I found it was, I was trying to do some web scraping to pull that from their website, but I actually found it easier just to kind of copy those songs over to the Spotify app and build my own playlist out of it. And so from there, after I'd pulled all the, the tracks we wanted to, I wanted to look into, did some cleaning within Python, then uh, also sent it to Excel and did a little cleaning in there as well, and then used Tableau for my visualizations. Wonderful. And the
1: big takeaway, what kind of, a, in a nutshell, what were some of your thoughts from,
0: once you could see everything together, what, what were your thoughts? So the, it, it was, a lot of them were, very similar uh so like for example an uh, overwhelming majority of them of these hit songs are in the key of c sharp uh which i did a little outside research trying to find out why that might be and the, the best i could find was it's like a kind of a comfortable key to play within for pianist so maybe if these songs are being written starting with you know with keys it's just like an easy scale to play with so like you know i found you know, C-sharp is a very popular key, and then, like, a tempo range of 119 to 140 BPMs. And then, really, uh, what was one of the surprising findings was that Diamond Playlist, that, that's the one where there's over 10 million uh, sales. Most of those are pretty current songs within the last few years. I thought they, those would be, like, something more classic, like, say, a Beatles, Beatles or Elvis or something that's had 60 years to sell 10 million copies, but... It's really a, uh, a lot of stuff from like 2015 on, and so a lot of those songs lean more toward electronic uh, instrumentation versus live instruments, and uh, they were also their decibel level was slightly louder than other songs. So you know you want you want to, but not too loud, just yeah, a little bit louder, I like something it. that makes them pop uh, to the ear. So very cool. Well, thank you for sharing some of those uh,
1: strategies and. And Definitely got to take note of that. And so my bonus question, sometimes I will ask our musicians who go through NSS Any thoughts of connections of some of the things that you are Just the way you think the way you you've been the musician for as many years as you've been any connections between that and what you've been learning with software and data analytics and all of that good stuff.
0: Well, uh, I, in addition to being a musician I'm a pretty avid I like got record collector as well and I've always just like loved organizing and cataloging and, uh, like keeping spreadsheets of my collection and stuff. So like that, that immediately was like, uh, Oh, I just, you know, I'm doing this for fun anyway. So, uh, that, that was really cool. Like just the kind of slide line right into that. And then also, uh, yeah, I think, uh, maybe the, as a songwriter, just, uh, piecing things together and, and finding how things fit. And like, uh, trying to maybe as a, think outside the box for me, like to write uh, stuff and challenge myself, kind of translated to coding where I had to, you know, stop, think, and like maybe change my approach and be a little experimental. Definitely. And then just, you know, the from the live production standpoint, just like comfort with technology and, and learning new, constantly having to learn new programs and, and pieces of equipment and stuff in my job. So that was you know, kind of helped a lot having that confidence going into the program.
1: Very cool. Well, thank you, Tom, for taking the time to share a little about your story. And I am thankful for the opportunity to get to know you a little bit here. And I can't wait to see how things unfold for you in the future. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah.